0: in tonight no she cannot make it tonight so she just um, put in her notes for talking okay got it you're listening to the mls yeah, fantasy the insider bringing you weekly tips tricks and advice for the official mls fantasy game Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 28. This episode is brought to you by three spoons, one shield. Oh, no, wait, no, no, actually, uh, actually brought to you by our amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon community. It's because of you that we are able to keep this project going. Learn more at uh, patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Blaine Riffle. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Happy to have you back. I know you were uh, unable to join us last week, but this week Ashley is unable to join us with some stuff she has going on. So uh, this is our penultimate fantasy tips episode. So with hope you will both be able to be here next week. Uh, But don't worry, we will still have one more episode coming out after our final tips episode because we will be doing sort of a breakdown and relook Back at the season, we'll get a poll out about uh, what you what your hopes and dreams are for the upcoming fantasy season. So you've at least got two more episodes of us. There'll be a bit of a gap between our final tips episode and our fantasy recap episode, uh, just so we can make sure we have time to collect information. Andy you notes know, a little little bit of a break from the the week to week as we get things ready to enjoy the playoffs ourselves. Which, um, of course, a little bit of tongue in cheek with with the brought to you by, but. The shield, baby. Who would have thought? Going into this season, Cincinnati has the shield. Uh, it's absolutely bonkers. So uh, that's that's basically my takeaway from from this round. Is we got the shield, which for a while I was I was a little worried when it was a two two draw in Cincinnati. So um, be careful. the The main the main takeaway I have is going to be about that. But Blaine, um, I know you had a rough week last week. And I gave Ashley the opportunity to give you a little bit of ribbing. Is there any initial uh, response that you want to have before we get into our expectation and reality?
1: Yeah. So I missed the show, didn't have a lineup set until game day. And I, we always we always have our host chat going and we share our lineups for the week. And last week I just took a flyer and went full double game one. All the way through and Ashley's comment was full double game week question mark. And I said, yeah, why not? And she said, because the teams suck. And when we get to the scores part, you'll find out full double game week was not a bad play at all last week.
0: Well, we won't let people have to wait too long. So uh, I will be quick with with my recap. I did not go full double game week, though I was very pleased had a strong showing a fantastic bench. I ended up with 134 points on the round. Uh, That was a uh, good, I think a good takeaway for me. It was um, overall rank. I moved up to 74, weak rank 374 as well. So definitely could have scored higher. Uh, People who did have some different player selections. Uh, I I had a miss with Tolkien on the bench and then Gossdog and Heal also did not do amazing for me in my field, but my bench was fantastic with Blake uh, Max from Colorado, Bassett from Colorado, and, and White from Vancouver did, did absolutely big things. I know we talked a lot about which Colorado midfielder we might be willing to take a fly on, Ronan or Bassett. For me, Atlanta to Bassett, some of his consistency it ended up being Ronan, who was uh the better option and actually one of the best captain picks potentially for the entire round, uh, with 20 points, I believe, for him on the round. So uh, I was very pleased with this. I did end up going with Blake when I saw that Carranza was not in the starting lineup. That made it easy for me to go with with uh, he in the background, and uh, and not have to worry about a, a keeper or any kind of shenanigans. After I saw what his two scores were, which was why I had uh, L.A.F.C. in my lineup in the beginning to just preview that right there. Um, the The two main takeaways I have are. We are inclined at this point of the season often to just start writing off teams who have not made the playoffs. We looked at that with Colorado. We looked at that with Toronto and some other teams right there. And that is just not the case. We saw some of the quality that Colorado is able to put up. I think a lot of that is motivated by some of the fan movements that are going on there right now, Uh, but also Toronto. Uh, It was a a bit of a nail biter for me (laughs) at, at some point, uh, with um, with Cincinnati having that 2-2 draw being like oh my gosh I just need those points but do check out the standings page we have a, uh, a filling out lists if at least if you're in the east if you're in the east we have almost a complete picture of what the playoffs are going to look like uh, everyone's filled out except for the wild card spots or the the Eight and nine right there, uh, currently occupied by New York City FC and Montreal. But D.C. and Chicago are right in the heat. Potentially the Red Bulls as well um, may be a long shot prayer for Miami and Charlotte. But I'd be very, very surprised Toronto is eliminated, though, officially not as clear in the West. Uh, St. Louis is the only team to have officially secured that number one spot where they are locked in at. Uh, but things are definitely up for grabs still with positioning as people jockey for those various advantages from the three tiers that are there. So keep an eye on what's going on that's going to be motivating a lot of teams, especially have as we have this, this big multi-game week this round. Um, I know that there's a lot of speculation right now about is this a double or is this a triple game week? So I hope you've stayed with my little, little rant, not rant, my little monologue right now. Uh, to get this part, and I'm so sorry, but this will not be a triple game week. Uh, I know it kind of teased it to get some of the views and the and the retweets, but uh, confirmed with Skylar that round 28 will not be the elusive triple game week. The games slated for October 14th, that's Saturday, uh, will disappear from this round. So Nashville, New England, and LA Galaxy will not, I repeat, will not be playing a triple game week uh, and honestly i don't know if we want them to because can you imagine what the rotations would be i know there's like a week apart from saturday to saturday but that would be if it was actually within one single game week that rotation would be absolutely bonkers so i i hope that that does not shatter the hopes and dreams for too many people uh and uh We shall see. But yes, that's my takeaway. Be sure to check the standings. Uh, We can, we'll be seeing some more rotations. Absolutely. That's what's going to be happening with Cincinnati. It's a statement that's already out there as we're planning for the playoffs. So we'll see some rotations. So factor that into who you may be targeting with these final two rounds and just remember who's in, who's out, and potentially who's playing for a home field advantage spot as well. That is also so key for the beginning of this season. Uh, Blaine, I will let you go before Ashley so that you can give us the benefits of your wisdom.
1: So I was going to say takeaways for the round. We're at peak because MLS time, like this is everything that can go wrong for you will go wrong. Teams are going to grab results that you don't expect. Um, I love this time of year. I love what Colorado is doing right now. They were fantasy viable for me this week which is why I loaded up. Um, but these are guys playing for contracts. They may or may not be there next year with Colorado. They may or may not get offers from other teams. And these are guys that are playing for their careers in a lot of ways. When you're on a bad team that's eliminated from the playoffs, you have nothing to lose, go make a name for yourself. And guys like Ronan and Bassett are doing that. They're showing why they're why they belong in MLS, why they belong where they are. Um, I actually got a 157 on the round, which was good enough for week rank 17, and that's with Bassett over Ronan. I went with a little bit more reliable, and a, he had a little bit better average over the last three. But I basically took a defender from each team, through a cut through one of them on the bench, and rolled with it. And surprisingly, Gazda got a five as my worst scoring player for the round. And I don't think anybody really expected that one. I think, I think he was benched for the first part of the first game. So if I had seen that in time, I probably would have switched it up a little bit. But now I got eights and nines is my lowest on the field, other than gazdag. Everybody else was double digits, double game week bonus points, base points, averages, all hit. A couple of clean sheets come through, and you're flying high on that one. Um, it seemed weird, but I didn't like any of these. Other matchups for the round as well. And that's that because MLS are playing good teams. I know Cucho I saw was a was a popular pick, but they had home game against Philly defense. It's hit or miss. It's just don't didn't trust Cucho to outscore say Brian White, who has been in form or take two bites at the apple with somebody else. It just, it really felt like one of those weeks where I didn't identify any single game week matchup that was just a home run going to go pick up my points in that game. I mean, maybe I should have looked a little closer at Orlando City with Facundo Torres. That one seems on paper like, okay, yeah, that was a good one. But then you get LAFC at home who gets shut out to RSL. Like everything that you cut, that was my fallback on all of my bench plays. If my bench didn't hit, I was going to look heavy at LAFC, and they, did, they didn't do it. So take those bonus points where you can, um, but this is a classic because MLS week. Ev- scores are all over the place. Some guys really went off that you could kind of expect, but we had a lot of random stuff everywhere. Like I did not expect Toronto to get two goals on Cincinnati. Me both. But it, it happened, and that's we're in that – crazy time of year so my big takeaway going forward is expect the unexpected and try to pick the more sure things as you see them and take the safety plays if you're in position or whatever because teams are going to be all over the place trying to do what they have to do to move around the table and guys are fighting for long-term career success when they're borderline eliminated at this point. Well done. I
0: think you were a bit kinder to Ashley than she was to you in in the good-natured ribbing, but uh, definitely appreciated. Ashley ended up for the round with 118 points. Uh, She made a super poor choice uh, and started Mukhtar over Klaus, which uh, stranded 13 points on her bench. Uh, She, like I, also started Tolkien, uh, which felt dumb to her even before they lost the shutout. So... She dropped uh, to 79th overall and 39th in the Champions League. So she's hoping to make it up this week. Definitely, definitely possible. Um, I know I won all of my head-to-heads, uh, maybe, maybe all but one uh, with uh, with the score that I had. Uh, got, a, got a definitely a good revenge on uh, lineup IQ with Ryan with the win this week. But I tell you, Blaine, I, I don't know what you keep up with the Sporting Kansas City League, but I feel like I am always a bridesmaid, never a bride when it comes to the fc cincinnati official league i'm sitting in at number two overall there behind Riverwatch fc um who uh the name is Weideman, maybe andrew Wiedemann, which has some history too i'm gonna to have to dig into to that one and figure out exactly if, if that's right but uh definitely a close race for for second or third i'm hoping to at least get the silver in that league but um hits for ashley uh, Klaus and Osorio uh, with a brace on a single game week, uh, basically all the Colorado DGW players that she had. I agree. They they came in very clutch for us. Uh, missed on heel, missed on Mukhtar, and but she said probably just her. I know I, I avoided that one and the Vancouver defense, which I will say we went a little bit back and forth about that with Vancouver on the defense or in as a keeper spot for the keeper. They don't, they don't keep claim sheets. They just don't keep clean sheets. And so while they may only give up one goal, that usually comes in about one a game, they don't keep clean sheets. And so ultimately for me at the end, I just abandoned that idea with Blake. And so I think we're going to have some of that conversation mm-hmm. again this week. But but that's why I did not go for anybody with Vancouver.
1: Yeah, Vancouver for me was a safety pick on defense. I went with Vess and I mean he got me an eight, but he'd been a bonus point guy. I mean, he pulled a four and a four, and that was with the minus one for goals allowed on both games. He's picking up bonus points consistently. And again, we always talk about it. Double game week defenders are worth grabbing if they pick up even a handful of bonus points. You get that six, seven mark. You just need a few bonus points in each game and you're at that six, seven. And that's a successful week for most clean sheet hunting defenders. I mean, it's not going to compare to some of your really big bonus point single game week guys, but I'd take a safety play on an eight pretty much any week I can get it for a defender.
0: We shall see. Uh, We'll have definitely more of that double game week top coming up. But first, we're going to do a quick recap of uh, some housekeeping in our league standings for this upcoming round 28 right after this. Welcome back. We're here to talk about housekeeping for round 28. Uh, I've skipped out on the the league updates for the last couple of weeks so I'm going to give a very quick one right now. At least going to touch the Champions League. Um, Blaine, I don't know if you have yours. Ashley didn't get hers in right now. But big shout out to Sloppy Stakes uh, with a record of 19-0-8, who is currently leading the Pro-Rel Champions League. I think that was pretty locked up there, but definitely some some fighting right there. Don't forget, top three pl- top three places get prizes in in the Pro-Rail Champions League. So be on the lookout for that. And of course, everyone else has the opportunity to advance within the Champions or within the Pro-Rail system. Uh, do you have an update, Blaine, about the Homegrown League?
1: Yeah, Tinseltown FC is on top right now. The twenty-two zero and 5 Good um, score. 66 league points. Next Second place has got 65. And third place has got 64. So that race that was wide open a while back has really tightened up here At the tail end. Oh, man, it looks like everybody, those top three, four, five guys are all in play in these final weeks. And sorry. Nothing from the Veterans League right now.
0: We'll get that from Ashley next week. Don't forget, these leagues do not have a playoff system in place because I need to actually track. I think I mistakenly did that last year, and it kind of screwed things up, lesson learned. Uh, But we need to have the full table to find out the the promotion relegation. So no playoff here. Uh, Over to our other leagues, the Discord League, uh, Rockin' Nate's Folly. Uh, with 24 0 and 4 is winning by points in the Discord League. Also in the Patreon League, Rockin' Eights Folly is winning with a uh, record of 22. 0 and 4. So very similar right there. Uh, and that's also by points. So uh, things could still still change in those two leagues. And then over in the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational, there is a playoff in, in that league. That just makes it so, so much fun. The um the final table standings in the host invitational had black and red finish on top with 60 points uh after him was myself with 55 and then donuts with 54 and then uh ryan anderson from lineup iq also tied with 54 points but the tiebreaker put him in fourth place actually rounded it off at fifth Uh, going into the semifinals, though Black and Red is playing Ryan Anderson in this next round. And then I am going head-to-head against Donuts. So that is going to be a very tough semifinal right there. I, of course, cannot win uh, prizes. So you're pretty much looking at your top three winners <laughs> right there uh, for, for the round. But uh, looking forward to see who goes on on the list of names. And I'm going to try to get a plaque or something worked up so we can have a nice little, little like, hold it up and just record uh, the, full, the full history of the host's invitational right there. Uh, but that's that quick quick recap going in. Now we're going to start talking about round 28, the details. First, in case you missed it in our first section, there is no triple game week. The second set of games that are currently on the, the list as of Monday night, uh, that second Saturday, those will be going off. And so uh, Nashville and New England and L.A. will not have a triple game week so that will not be part of this round don't fall for that besides that uh the games will start wednesday october 4th at 7 30 p.m eastern standard time with our usual apple tv kickoff 7 38 39 30 10 30 games uh, you definitely have the ability to get some keeper roos going for this round though getting it over the two days may be tough the second set will be saturday october 7th which is maybe Rue's birthday so we'll be a little bit i will be busy that day but that is at 7 30 p.m as well with again our usual apple tv lineup a bunch of teams are playing both of those times nobody is on a buy and uh, but not everyone is on a double uh, the single game week teams this week are rsl new york city fc portland san jose and sporting kansas city of the double teams the double home games are austin chicago fc dallas montreal Philadelphia, and Seattle. The double aways are Columbus, Colorado, Toronto, and LA Galaxy. Then everyone else is a home away rotation on that list. So uh, again, don't forget, triple game week's not a thing. Uh, Nobody's on a buy. And then for the switcheroo options, just head over to MLS Fantasy Boss's Discord server, go down to the fantasy resources, fantasy tools, and check out the mega reference. There is a tab that has safe switcheroo options. It lists the players who are still in the game but are no longer in the league. So they will 100% not play. We don't have the prices listed, but you can find uh, players to fit your spots. And pricing hasn't been too difficult. I know at one point I only had $1.5 extra, but with a couple of scrubs thrown in there, it's not going to be a problem for for what you're doing. So check that out over in the mega reference on MLSFancyBoss.com. Uh, All the tournaments are over, so don't have to worry about that. And otherwise, we're getting into our suspensions and injury reports. Do you have any updates, Blaine? I do not. I think one of the most important ones that we can mention is that Gosdog did get a yellow card in uh, this last double game week. So he will be on a yellow card suspension for what you may be looking at for your Philadelphia players. I'm sure some others did. That was just one when I was setting my lineup I was being sure to be aware of. Uh, but again, check that out. Uh, tomorrow is likely when MLS will get that updated. But continue to go over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel so you can find out what the. Um... Oh, sorry. Uh, I said Gostock. I meant I meant uh, Wagner. He he is out. Sorry. Thank you, Christian, for catching that. Uh, Gazdag just played 45 minutes in the second game. Uh, he was on my mind as well as as being disappointed. But uh, yes, it's it was. Uh, um back on defense that we got the yellow. Um, but like I was saying, check all that out over at MLS Fantasy Boss's Discord channel for the mega reference, and that will be updated by dedicated community members to make sure we have the most up-to-date information as possible, which is just tough to get that on Monday. So uh, it is it is okay, everyone. Let's see here. Is there any other updates, Blanche, you have for going into this week before we get into our...
1: Not Thanks. really. I haven't had a chance to look at it, but I do see that the yellow card warnings, the accumulation warnings, is pretty long on the disciplinary website mm-hmm. before last week's games. So definitely keep an eye on those. There's a lot, there's some big names on there that could be out if they pick up one on the first one. I said that list is huge right now. Yeah. And we'll see about trying to get some of that. I mean, it's near the end of
0: the season. People have some schedules going crazy. So it's uh, we're we do pretty well at getting it updated on Mondays most of the time, but. Uh, when these double games just hit back to back it it can be, it can be yeah. kind of rough so check it out though, that community is there as a resource and very friendly, very happy to help the easiest way to get to our Discord server and find this information is to head to mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord and just click join right there in that link, it's fun, it's easy and it's free, that's the best thing of all it's free uh, but enough talking about all the details and some of the the takeaways, now we're going to get into talking about the players who we are targeting for this upcoming round 28 Hello and welcome back. We're talking about our initial player targets for round 28, the penultimate round of the 2023 MLS fantasy season. We're going to start off as we do every week with keepers and defenders. Uh, Blaine, who do you like?
1: Yeah, I may be taking a little bit different track than some people, Um, even if Herrera is suspended. I kind of like Clark for Houston this week. Uh, One of those weird ones, I think the matchups at Montreal is not the worst game in the world and then home to Colorado. And I know I've been a little high on Colorado lately. I just feel like that's one of the better sets of matchups for any of the keepers on a double. Um, His average has been pretty good. He gets some saves. The The shots are coming at him. He's not like a Blake who has nothing to do half the time. So he's either picking up a clean sheet or just a couple of bonus points. I think he's got a little bit more chance. And I just struggled to find anywhere else that I really wanted to use my keeper spot on. I don't even think I have a second keeper, not going to try to run a keeper room. Maybe I'll throw somebody in there on the back end. But I didn't like what I was seeing later in the week. I didn't like the matchups anywhere for any of the late games, especially over two more than I liked getting Houston at home to Colorado, so I think I'm just going to roll with it. Um, given that it's looking like Wagner is suspended and or injured or both, I think we drop him off my list, which also drops Philly defense completely out off my radar. So I'm looking at Bariel, Lennon, and then uh, Reagan for Seattle on the double home. His average and bonus points have been there. I think that gives him the edge over a more attacking-minded guy like Roldan. And then Lennon uh, coming off of a longer break. They had the bye last week, so Atlanta didn't play. He should be fresh and ready to go. Don't mind these two games too much. And then Barial, just Barial, he's been one of the more reliable guys. I don't think the matchups are terrible here, home to Red Bulls and at Miami. Um, But just taking some of the guys we've come to trust and hoping for the best with some steady guys and not getting burned somewhere else.
0: Yeah. So Ashley sent in some of the players she was targeting and uh, yeah, a little bit different. She is looking at pause and fry. So she's looking at uh, going down with Dallas again, double home game, definitely more tempting this week than the double away game. And they did have some, some production. So um, defense there with pause. And then fry a little, I would have loved to have heard Ashley have a little bit of comments about Seattle since she has been, so hesitant to get seattle this this year but home to la home to vancouver the vancouver's a big one and so these are definitely some some big matches for them and uh, depending on who la is able to field will play a lot into their um their strength i know that that uh, pooch wasn't able to play last week either that knock he did have i know i had questioned it some if he was really injured or not with the way they were talking about it he did not play so we'll see what his availability is for that Uh, Filling out her back line, Uh, she also has Lennon, Alex Roldan, Hollingshead, uh, Tefari, and Barial. There Uh, again, um, she is not here to to hear what what we were talking about with Cincinnati. I'm I'm hesitant with Cincinnati. Uh, You could definitely check and see what that lineup will be, but Pat Noonan has already said that they're they will be managing minutes. Essentially, they'll be looking at lineups. They'll have some changes. So uh, they are focused on the Cup now. They've they've got the shield. They're, they're good, and so now it's about keeping players healthy for uh, MLS Cup. And so that's that's definitely going to impact some of these key players going into these final three games. So um, I am hesitant about Vareal because of that. He he wasn't one of my lineups, but I've taken him out because just just really trying to think. I, too, like Seattle. I think those are some games they can win. Uh, Gomez is the player who I like. He has some good bonus point production as well there. Um and I would even double down on that that Dallas defense. I, I do have a, a pause as well. I'm looking at a Kripo um, Kibaroo option that lets me at least see the Dallas against Colorado game. Uh, I am betting against Colorado some here. I know they had some success last week, uh, but that's a matchup I'm I'm interested in entertaining to see how that lines up. Um, but I'd like to see how that and that only gives me those 10:30 games, and I. I don't know. I could be convinced to go with Fry. My my first thought was was looking at LAFC as as a backup, but any of those those ten thirty games would work. If that doesn't work, I could also look at at Montreal. Uh, did not realize that Hector Herrera was out until Christian mentioned it right before we started this segment. Um, but with him missing, uh, somebody from Montreal, even Montreal defense, might be someone who I'd be willing to entertain, especially since they have that double home second game against Portland, which could be could be good for them. Uh, so we can see how that lines up. But I think there are a lot of options that that you have with with defenders this week. You could definitely also go with Houston. You could look at some Vancouver teams if you want to, but I hesitate to go with Vancouver unless you're trying to get some bonus points because they just don't keep clean sheets. And that's it'll it'll not it'll happen this week. They'll get two in a row and it's gonna be be just a, a windfall of points for them. But uh, I am hesitant to go with with uh, Vancouver defenders because of that. But if you like some bonus point options, you definitely can. Uh, you could even take a look at RSL if you wanted to go another single game week team. I think with the double game week options, it's it's ample. But I mean, if if you want, I guess, but don't do it. If you were going to go with some buddy who was more of a um, of a flyer, I would probably. I don't know Blaine who would be your flyer if you were going to go with with that maybe for me it would be Gressel um not on on the road with Colorado I I feel like that would be a bit more of a flyer pick this week yeah Columbus
1: um maybe Shehos with um Chicago double home Miami without Messi who knows what that's going to look like he likes to get on set pieces um Miami without Miami last couple of weeks has not really been that impressive. Not that they could be, I know, but I know they could easily turn it back around. They've got too many players, and then they've got Charlotte on the second one, which is another opportunity just to get pick up some points either side of the ball. So Sheehos would be my flyer if you want somebody really random and hit that double home.
0: Yeah, somebody, someone who produces some bonus points, I think, it would be good either offensively, defensively, and if you do end up wanting to go with Barriol, I think he has to be 100% a bench play this round. Uh, Going to chat real quick. Looks like we've got some similar thoughts there with chat. Uh, Yeah, people looking at various uh, Seattle options there in the back. And yeah, a lot of uh, Lennon and 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 people right there. So uh, looking like some chalk there potentially as we're going into this final round. Uh, Let's move over to midfield, though. That's where a lot of, of the nice
1: point production is. I love it. Blaine, who are you looking at? Yeah, this was weird for me this week. Um Almada was the first guy in coming off that break. Um, easy pick for me. Um I had Herrera until I found out he was injured or suspended and that's just going to that really kind of sucks for my team. Uh Lucho was right there on the on that kind of first draft, but I've dropped him out. I just worry about the rotation there and I don't know what he's going to see. So that leaves me going for some of the not necessarily second tier, but like Mukhtar is next one up. I'm not sure I like these matchups as well, but I mean, again, he's been good for us and probably the next guy in uh, Heals Another one. I don't know what his status is going to be. Another guy I would like to see a lot of good production from. So that leaves me going elsewhere as well. And so uh, click actually came to mind from DC hmm. uh, had some decent production lately. I think that Austin game is one where he could easily get some production and then, Home to New York City, that's kind of hit or miss, but it's, I didn't see a lot that I liked in the premium status. Uh, a guy like uh, Pooch is there. It's a double road. Seattle's defense has been a little hit or miss. We haven't been as high on them down the stretch. Minnesota, same way, kind of not sure what to make there, but then Pooch has been really streaky as well. So don't know where to go with all of these it may be looking at somebody young, hungry, or see what the lineups look like. And it'll probably be watch for that rotation in those first few games, uh, see which midfielders face a more rotated opponent, and maybe try to capitalize on that and use that as my tiebreaker for who I'm bringing in and who I'm not. But yeah, this week is, I feel like it's rough for midfielders. I think there's a lot of good second-tier options, but not a lot of standouts. I think we're going to see a lot of variance, which is always good for the game. I just don't know who I'm picking, and that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, With the way things are going through UC, maybe the first time he gets in my team all season, I feel like Austin's fighting for that spot. If they can make it into the playoffs, he's going to have to go off here a little bit and make something happen now and the matchups aren't terrible for Austin so maybe it's go with somebody like that and hope they get hot right now but yeah I don't know this one's wild
0: so I will actually I'll do Ashley first uh, Ashley has Amada Gazdog Lucho Heal uh, she says Hollingshead maybe Mukhtar or Busquets so I didn't get the Hollingshead update from her H-H,
1: that's Herrera but oh,
0: you're right. That is Hector Herrera. I don't, he <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking that for first game too. I don't know why I was thinking Colling's head. Uh yeah, Herrera. Um, so missed she missed that one as well. Uh Amada was not my first player in in my team, but he's definitely one that that I did add in there to round out my top five. Uh, I'm still looking at Gold. Uh, I think he's got a good point potential. So as long as he's not getting rotated, this is uh, a game that is um I mean, it's it's important for Vancouver they've they've got an opportunity to get into the top four and so that's this is going to be these are two important games for them to play for and gold is is crucial for for that production there um I originally had Acosta in my team I took him out I looked at Drusi. I know that he had a bit of a hamstring issue which kept him out of the Colorado game so a little little question there um I've I've since added acosta back into my team but i will have him on the bench a hundred percent uh just had the contract signed marquee player for fc cincinnati he may have minutes managed more than sending a game out so maybe maybe starting and coming out at halftime or, or coming in late in the game but um there's there's just nothing left to play for for cincinnati new york red bulls have a history of being able to shut down some of those playmakers so that Red Bulls game may, may not be one that they go all the way in. So I think he has to be a, a bench player regardless of, of what you're looking at there. Um, and then to, to round out my players, I am also looking at, uh, Valesco from, from Dallas. He had some good production last week. He's been one of the more consistent players that, that Dallas has, um, but he doesn't necessarily go full 90s. So I don't know how much you can expect from him in these last two games, but uh, Colorado is, is questionable at times. San Jose does give up goals both ways. So there, there are opportunities for, for goals right there. And um, I think Valeska is a pretty good shot, 7.6. Fantastic price if you're even remotely considering that as well. I don't remember if I mentioned Healer or not, but he is also uh, on my team kind of rounding out that top five that i'm looking at uh some of the others that you could look at uh, i i know i also considered um reynoso but i think i like some of these matches better but he's another one you could throw into the mix uh you could look at um some of the pardon me as i butchered the name but shunner over in montreal he's been one of the, the more consistent uh midfield offensive producers for them as, as well. And so that's, I think that's another one you could maybe put into your rotation. I don't know about Mukhtar that, that home away rotation. I don't know. I think he's been a very mixed bag this year. So he, he Mm -hmm. doesn't quickly come into a top five or even a six or seven necessarily for me uh, a lot of the times uh, this season. Um, And then I know uh, Ashley had also mentioned Gazdog. He only played 45 minutes from the little bit of research I was trying to do. Chat, please chime in if you have it. I don't know why, um, but as as far as Philadelphia goes, Atlanta is kind of a tough team to host. And then the next round when they um, have to also then host Nashville, that might be the better game for them. Uh, Nashville can struggle on the road. They're getting some more of their pieces back. So I don't know if that's the easiest game for the easiest round for for Philly, even with a double home.
1: Yeah, that's why I didn't have Gosdug in my list. I just don't know what to make of them. Um, No Wagner in that first game kind of hurts the whole team's offensive production just a little bit. That's just a rough two games. Uh, I'm hoping Gosdug rested last week a little bit, getting ready for the double home against um, teams around them in the standings. I mean, they need to stay ahead of these two. And so getting a win in either one of them really helps them stay ahead and get that first home game that they want. And, so, and let's not forget, I it was Christian mentioned it in chat
0: and and we touched on it before with the defensive section, but Philly's defense significantly weakened with two starters yeah. out. So that's that's the big, the big worry there and i think is factoring into some of the atlanta choices that that people have this round 100%.
1: well i think it's affecting the offensive choices for philly as well they'll see less of the ball they'll get less service with wagner out if they're having to track back deeper on defense that's less potential for everybody involved.
0: absolutely. absolutely. all right let's uh okay good. yes uh or montreal was mentioned in chat and i was like i said montreal didn't i yes absolutely so um one of the, the underdog shots right there let's move on now to forward picks it's a pretty good round for forwards i think blaine I don't know who you are thinking about but i'm interested in hearing it right now
1: yeah there are a wealth of options at forward this week i settled for three guys two and a half really i'm worried about one of them um, but Buonga and White were really easy ads for me this week. I, I like those matchups. Buanga hasn't done as much lately as I'd like, but I think he's due for a bounce back, a gambler's fallacy, whatever you say. But that first game at home looks pretty good. Minnesota's hit or miss at times. And then on the road to Austin, it's not a bad game. White has just been scoring consistently right now. Um, That's sticking with the hot player. Uh, I think both of those matchups are ones where he can score. Um, Ashley will always tell you Cascadia games are a nightmare to work with. Vancouver going to Seattle, that's not one that scares me. That's not a defense that does that because Cascadia just goes crazy. So I I don't hate that game because it's a road game against what we're kind of looking at as a good defense. I could see that one being a goal fest because that's what happens in that series. And then the other guy I like, and I think he's going to be on yellow card warning, but we're talking about it quite a bit. I like Gigi from Atlanta coming in off the break Phillies. The Philly road game would scare me, but they're down so many guys. There's been some rotation and they're rested. Philly's coming off of a double game week. Atlanta had a bye last week, so they're going to be fresh. They're going to be ready to go. I think that's a good game to get involved in. And then they're home to Columbus, which is another one. I think that's good matchup for them. Good chances to get stuff going. I liked Almada as my midfielder. I like Gigi in this one to try to get a goal in each game. Again, we're talking playoff standings. Um, Atlanta's what two two points behind Philly and a point behind Columbus. If they pick up both of these, they jump into fourth place in the Eastern conference by their own will. That's a, that's a team I'm, I think is hungry. That's a team I think you go for. And this is massive playoff, playoff implications. So it's hard for me to shy away from teams in that situation. And I think, I think I was looking at it when I was doing this, Gigi scored in three of his last four games as well, which is also something I like he's, in form if he's if he's finding that goal scoring form that we want him to have that we thought he would have all year uh now's the time to have him when they're hunting for the playoffs
0: yeah ashley uh, has some agreement with you she likes cucho she likes buonga and she likes white or jesus i've seen a lot of of jesus and lions and a lot of cucho Uh, i've been doing some thinking back and forth i like white for all the reasons that you mentioned uh and uh you know what i like Gigi. At this point, uh, he, he's got some good production. I don't know if he'll go full 90s, but probably in the 80s is what he tends to do. Uh, I think with that Philly defense, there's definitely some opportunity right there. So I definitely like Gigi for this week. A lot of it comes down. I I don't have Jesus. Um, and I think that's because – well, not think. I know that's because I, I have Valesco. I think that's given me the offensive coverage I'm looking for. Jesus – can, can be a little spotty recently. So I, I don't know about, about that production. I like Bawanga against Minnesota and then away to, to Austin. I think there's some good potential there. But I tell you the one I'm still toying with right now for that third spot, because that's what's up for grabs. I may run three forwards this round. Is I like Swiderski. I think mm. that's that's kind of an underdog right there. It's home to Toronto, and and we know that Toronto gives up goals. So, so they, they've been struggling. They're out of the playoffs as well. And then on the road to Chicago, who who is also a team that's not solid. And then you can, you, you can expect to have some, some weaknesses with. So uh, Swiderski is, is rounding out the season with, with two double game weeks. Um, and the next one's going to be at Miami and home to Miami. So that's going to be a fun little one for there, but that Toronto Chicago is, it's, it's a, a pretty nice game. He's, coming on two goals over his last three games after a big dry spell. So not the best form, um, but I think definitely one for you to throw around as if you're going to run three forwards, I think he'd be up there as potentially. Uh, And then I didn't mention Cucho, the double away game always puts me some pause even with a player of his, of his caliber, but always a little bit of pause with that. But I think, yeah, Bawanga, Jesus, Kucho, Swiderski, I think are definitely all in contention for, for a lot of people. As, uh, as third forward spots. Uh, let me check over there. Uh, GG Way Arongo. We have Gene mentioning uh, Arongo. That's definitely someone you could take a look at and see with the um, not having the double. I don't know what that's going to impact, but since he against Sporting Kansas City, if you think it's just going to be, if you think Blaine's team's going to get creamed with like a hat trick, then
1: <laughs> who knows?
0: Yeah. Who knows? He, he could get up there. If you're going to go the single game week team, ourselves probably the better choice, but I think really you're going to want to be focusing on the double game week teams with the sheer volume of them that we have.
1: So I think Oranga is a good one to touch on here. Um, I'm not going with it, but Oranga is a guy you have to highlight this week as if you get down to the end of the round and your bench hasn't hit and you're struggling. Oh, yeah. I do Otter Like I always advocate. Run a three guy otteru on, on the bench, take the two best scores. Well, if one of your two best scores is like a four or a five, absolutely throw a Rongo in if you've got a forward spot open. Like absolutely scrub out one of your doubles and go with it. Um, that's probably not the game where I was looking where I would look for a defender, but if both of your bench defenders, if you run that way for double game weeks, are sitting on low scores, that's a game to take a flyer on. That's your single game week option at the tail end. Throw caution to the wind if you, everything else has been bad and you need just to fill in a scr- or replace a scrub with somebody to try to get a few more points. Look at RSL, and as you're planning, if you're tr- thinking two forwards, three forwards, maybe Arango is position starts as a scrub, and you can flip to him if a couple of your more high-risk forwards don't hit or your bench plays don't hit. So I think that's a great one to have as a single-game week fallback because it's so late in the round.
0: Yeah, 100%. That is, that is the value of Toronto this week is is that, uh, that flexibility is Toronto. That is the value of RSL this week because that flexibility that they give you. Well said, well said. Let's wrap uh, everything
1: up. Uh, go ahead. Oh, uh, the other one, I think I mentioned it, but it's been talked about a couple of times. GG for Atlanta is on yellow card warning. He will be on a yellow card warning this week. So we talked him up. We like Atlanta. That is the risk we are running with that play.
0: Hundred percent. Let's wrap things up with forward. Uh it looks like it's, it's three across the board. Blaine, who who you have? Didn't we just do forward? I mean captain. Oh, captain. Captain. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I think everything we said, uh, I didn't like any of my I didn't really like all of my midfield picks. Like it was like, okay, there's one name I want, and the rest of them are just like hit or miss. Uh yellow card warning for striker some strikers and just hit or miss. It's Almada. He's got the best matchups, best situation um and he's the only guy that I was like, oh yeah, I have to take him everybody else I've been looking at who can I replace him with or are they, they're on yellow card warning
0: I agree. yeah, uh, I, I love that first game with a potential matchup there. I think they definitely have a chance uh against Columbus when they're kicking that off for the for the second game on the road or when Columbus is on the road to Atlanta. Uh, so I, I think there's there's a lot of good positives. We've seen his his skill, and especially if Gigi does not get a yellow during that first game, I, I think it's going to be uh, very productive for them. So I like Almada. Very definitely going to be the captain. If not Almada, then who? If we didn't even mention Messi. Do we think he's even going to play?
1: I feel like that injury is bigger than what they've let on. Um, like I assumed, if he was good to go he would be going like Mm -hmm. I, I, but I was upfront on that at the beginning. I think there has to be a real reason to hold him out, given the way ticket prices have gone since he got here and the way it's been billed and the, all the dealings. I think it's a real injury. I don't know that he plays much. I really don't. And without him out there, I struggle to go with too much of Miami in general. And yeah, I just, that first game is going to be telling but man, they need both of these to really get have any chance at the playoffs. So if not Almada, then who? If not Almada, uh, that's a I don't even know. Like that, that's so hard. Um, part of me wants to say Mukhtar just because he's the next best midfielder I can think of for the round. Part of me goes, uh, let's take Buwanga or White and go for the boomer bust with the forward and see. I would if I say did. White. Yeah, I would say white. Yeah. It really else. depends on what you what you need. If you need points and you need the swing to get move up in the standings, take a few risks. Go with somebody like White who could get you a nice 40 point week. Or if you don't need that, take Mukhtar, who may be a little bit steadier production, won't be as swingy, but you may you can hold your spot easier. Excellent. Chat real quick. Yeah, uh,
0: Amada across the board. Definitely going to be the the captain, uh, the chalk captain, which may be what you want to do as you're wrapping up the season, trying to secure your place in Champions League or secure your your ideal ranks that you would be be going for. But um, it could definitely be some time to to have some fun with your captain pick if you want to go for just swing for the fences and go from there. So uh, we shall see. That's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We have two more episodes left for this season. One more tips episode and then our annual recap episode. We will try to get Skyler on the show. He's been hard to get this year, but get him on to talk about uh, what's coming up for 2024, as well as the poll to get feedback from you all about what you hope to see and how satisfied you were with the season uh, this year. So that's going to be coming up. uh, But we still have one more round left. Don't forget, games lock at 730 on wednesday and this is not a triple game week they should update for the game but if it's not by the time you look at it no triple game week just be aware of that it should still be a lot of fun i look forward to hearing what your scores are and until then as always good luck